0: Hey, what's going on? It's Thursday, so that means it's time for another episode of Worry Less, Pray More. Today, we're talking about faith, and specifically, what's faith got to do with it? I'll
1: give you a hint. Everything. All right, well, welcome to the show. I'm Chris Seinwichter, your host for today, and I'm here with my main man, Spick and Span from Japan, TJ from (laughs) You're not from Japan, though, are you? Not at all. You're from one of my favorite places on all the earth. Salem County. That's right. Cowtown. So, Cowtown. Cowtown I got a real authentic Salem County boy here with me in the radio studio today. So, TJ, I'm excited about today's show, man.
0: Yeah, man. It's going to be good. And uh, speaking of Salem County, I just picked up a real authentic Salem County Christmas tree. You went all the way to Salem County and got a tree. I got a tree, man. Yeah, it's kind of a tradition with my family. We go out and Get a bunch of trees. My parents get two trees for their house. My sister gets a tree, and then Sarah and I go, and we get a tree for our apartment. We kind of, like, we weren't sure if we were going to do it this year because we're actually moving um, in the beginning of January. Right. So we were like, oh, man, do we, like, get a tree, even though we got to take it down, like, right after Christmas, you know, because we got to start packing up. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'm, like, spirit father Christmas here. I, I, like, love Christmas. I love it, man.
1: So I was like, dude, we're getting a tree. Hey, what better place to get a tree? Yeah, man. You know
0: what? It's so, like – haven't having not lived there for gosh like just over 10 years it's uh it's always cool to like even though it's an hour away it's always cool to go back it's just such a beautiful place i'm telling you um it's so different like i love the ocean i love being around the beach and the water but that just like vast openness of fields and like farms farms and somewhat rolling hills not not like rolling hills but you know there's some hills oh yeah but um yeah it's just so pretty like when the sun goes down over the farm um, you know what cool, I like man. about Salem
1: County? What's that? You know, and I never lived there like you did, but I've patrolled that area uh, for the state police. But I like just good people there. Good, hardworking. Oh, yeah. Blue uh, collar. Yeah, just good people in Salem County. That, yeah. That's what I like about 100%. it. 100%. Eagles
0: fans, man.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eagles doing good, too.
0: <laughs> right. We're hurting We're hurting from Carson Wentz's injury right yeah. now, but we're uh, keeping him in prayer for sure. And uh, I think the Eagles are still, I think they're still going to go, man. Yeah, I got some faith in Nick Foles. By
1: faith. Everything is by faith. As a matter of fact, I think we're talking about faith today. Right, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, so it's going to be a good show, and uh, we're glad you're listening. And we are going to talk about faith today, which uh, to me is, well, not just to me, but if you read the Bible, you'll see, TJ, that faith is like very important in the sight of God because I think faith says a lot about what we think about God. You know what I mean? Do we believe them? Do we trust them? In other words, you know? And if you do some research in the Bible, you'll see that nothing really gets done in heaven without faith. Right. You know, actually, it's quite the opposite. There's a verse in James. It talks about asking God for wisdom. And he says, hey, man, if you need wisdom, if if you need wisdom how to, you know, paint your house or whatever it is, you know, you can pray about that. And you can ask God for wisdom. But there is a condition. Do you, do you know what the condition is? Have faith. Have faith. And it says, for the man that doubts, let not that man suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. So, and he goes on to say that, you know, a man that doubts is like a wave, you know, tossed and driven by the wind and the sea, and like a double-minded man, unstable in all his waves, where I think the word is duo. You're thinking about two things, you know what I mean? So, faith, Jesus had a lot to say about it. It's all through the Bible. And uh, it's important when it comes to receiving, which we've been talking about a lot, receiving answers to prayer, being successful in prayer. You know, how how can you become a black belt in answered prayer? You know, that, so that's basically what this show is all about, the Worry Less, Pray More radio show. It's teaching people how to become better at something very powerful, prayer. So, and faith we're going to talk about today has a lot to do with your success
0: in prayer. Right, and it's kind of funny when you think about faith in general, like it is kind of the only thing that we bring to the table when we're talking about our salvation even like we know yeah. that our salvation isn't based off of works it's not based off of anything that we can do and there's really nothing that we can even even bring to god that he looks at us and says like oh you're now worthy to be in my presence so there's nothing that we can do the only thing by even a little bit is just to have faith you know mm-hmm. faith that, that jesus is who he said he was and faith so that true you know he died for our sins so when we're talking about faith like when you think about it in that perspective that really shows you how important
1: having faith is and, and faith, even as small as a mustard seed, as the right. Bible says, how yeah. important that is. It's so important. And you're right. You know, when it comes to, you know, I remember the night that I asked Jesus Christ into my heart to be like the first night officially. It was January 1997. Uh, so 20 years ago. Wow. Now, or 21 or 20, whatever it is. Something like that. Something like that. But, uh, you know, I believed that Jesus came here and died for my sins. Although I'd never really asked him officially into my life. I, you know, I went to church of course, but I never knew God as a father through Jesus, the son. And, uh, you know, I was religious, but without, uh, knowing God as a father. So when I, when I said that prayer, you know, it was something like, Lord, please forgive me for everything I've done. Come into my life, come into my heart. I remember being on my knees along with my wife right in front of our fireplace. And, uh, yeah, it was by faith there was nothing that I could offer the Lord. you know what did I do right besides screw everything up, you know in my life at to that point. and uh, so the, the good news is, and it is good news, is man, it doesn't matter what we've done, it doesn't matter who we are, where we're from, it's all about the work of Jesus Christ hanging on that cross. He said, just have faith in that and ask me to forgive you. I'll take care of the rest. So whew, thank God for that, right?
0: Uh, amen, man. It's so it's so crazy just to think about that.
1: Yeah, and it takes faith, but it doesn't take anything else. Yeah.
0: So in respect to what we've been talking about, prayer and and some hindrances to prayer, how does faith come into play when we pray?
1: Mm. Well, I like to tell people that you know faith is like you know I went to uh, the my first NASCAR race at uh, the the Dover, Dover International Speedway, Speedway. Yeah. yeah, in Delaware. And I was watching these cars zip around the track, and, you know, so cool, man. And then I went down by the gate, or the the apex of a turn, and the cars were whipping, like, you know, I don't know what they do. It's 180, 175 miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, whatever it is. It's,
0: I'm definitely not a NASCAR fan, so I'm the wrong one to ask, and, but well, it's what, fast. Whatever
1: it is, it's fast. And yeah. it's loud, too, I found out. Oh, totally. But, um, you know, so I'm looking at this car, and, you know, God starts laying stuff on my heart, you know. And he's like, you see those cars, son? And just stirring my heart, and I'm thinking about it now because he's prompting me to think about it. I'm thinking, those cars are like $500,000 or more. I know they put a lot of money into these race cars. And the Lord was explaining to me that, you know, as expensive as they are, as powerful as they are, they roar. And they can and they do these amazing speeds. But without fuel, they're just nothing. They're, they, you can't even move them. Right. You know, besides towing them or pushing them. But they're not moving on their own without fuel and i like to say that the that the fuel right for answered prayer is faith you know it's the proper fuel to get your prayer off the ground into heaven without faith it's impossible to please god it says in hebrews chapter 11 verse 6 without faith it's impossible that's a heavy word impossible and it's in the bible you know without faith it's impossible to please god so right
0: so if you if you're just praying without faith it's just words yeah it, it doesn't really mean a whole
1: lot yeah, and, and there's so many uh, biblical examples, you know, of uh, when Jesus was walking on the earth. He healed a lot of people, and uh, most of the time, and a couple occasions, uh, people, one one occasion, somebody snuck up to him, a woman who had, a the Bible says, an issue of blood, whatever that means, she continued bleeding, said she spent all her money on the doctors, and even became worse. Finally, she saw Jesus walking in a crowd, and she said to herself, the Bible says, if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made well. So she snuck up to him, touched the hem of his garment, and she was healed that very instant. And Jesus, not knowing who touched him, says to his disciples, who touched me? And they're like, Lord, you see all these people touching you? What do you mean to ask who touched you? So he said, no, somebody touched me. I felt power go out. You know, so basically somebody touched me with faith because there was power that was released from my body to do some type of healing. Then finally he found her, right? She was trembled. She was scared. She knew she had been healed. And basically Jesus said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. So faith is critical to uh, receiving answers to prayer. And I, I want to go further and tell you this. Faith is something Satan attacks, mm. you know. It's one of the things that he can do. He can't stop us from praying. He can't stop you from spitting out a prayer because once you release that prayer from your heart, from your mouth, it's going to heaven, right? So he can't stop anybody from praying. But what he can do is he can he can start you doubting, you know, doubting Thomas. The Bible talks about him. Jesus had to come to him to stop doubting but believe. Touch me. Look at me. Yeah, you know, and uh, so faith is critical to this thing called prayer, you know? And uh, the, like I said, the Bible has numerous examples of that. And uh, I think uh, another example is just before uh, the woman with the issue of blood, There's a man who was a ruler. I mean, he was he was high up in the synagogue uh, during the days of Jesus, and his name was Jairus, and he came out, went to Jesus, said, please come heal my daughter, she lies at home sick, Mark chapter five. And Jesus said, let's go heal her. So while he's walking, right, uh, to go heal Jairus' daughter, the woman with the issue of blood comes out. And, you know, all that transpired, what we just talked about. And then as w- soon as that gets done, uh, friends of Jairus come out, and you know what they tell them? Mark chapter 5, they say, don't, bow- don't, don't bother the teacher any longer. Your daughter's dead. Mm. And the Bible says that Jesus heard what they said and told him instantly, don't be afraid, only... Believe. So he, he he saw this attack on Jairus' faith, and he, he said, listen, don't listen to that, basically. Right? Only believe. Please believe. And and then he left. Or no, he permitted those guys that came out and told Jairus, you know, that your daughter's dead. He wouldn't let them follow Jairus anymore. So only Peter, James, and John were allowed to go, along with Jairus and Jesus, to the house. And ultimately, they got to the house, and they raised her uh, Jairus' daughter from the dead. But there was an attack on his faith prior to getting to the house. Now, you know, that's the story we read in Mark chapter 5. I don't know what story we would have read if, you know, Jairus didn't believe. Like, say those guys would have got to him, said, don't bother to teach any longer, and he would have turned around and left. You know, who knows? We might be reading a different story, kind of like we read in Matthew 13, 58. Uh, it says that Jesus returned to his own hometown, but could not, and I can't believe that we can actually say this. Jesus, the son of the living God, right, could not do many miracles. You know why he couldn't do many miracles? Because of their lack of faith. Because of their lack of faith, which is in the Bible, Matthew chapter 13, verse 58. It says that the son of God, who we know had up until that point been going around healing anybody that, you know, that he possibly could, he gets to his very own town and because he was born there, because he was raised there, they were like, we know who he is. You know yeah, what I mean? He's nobody special. He's the carpenter's son. Yeah. And uh, so they couldn't believe. They couldn't muster up their faith. And he couldn't do any miracles there. And you know he wanted to do miracles there. So it's in the Bible. You know, faith is, is critical and important. You know, and, and uh, it's a touchy subject.
0: Yeah, it is a touchy subject. And if I had a question um, for you, my question would be, who has to have the faith? For someone to be healed because I think we've all been there right we've where we've talked about for the last couple weeks where we've prayed and prayed and prayed for something and what we're praying for might not yeah it doesn't happen right Um, and and we know that there's other reasons that your prayer might not get answered that's why we chose to do it this way and and our first one we talked about was being first of all you have to know God as a father right and to know God as a father um, you have to be in his will so you have to be praying for something that's in God's will and if it's not in God's will you know, it's, it's not going to happen. We talked about praying for something, um, praying to know God's will, praying
1: for that wisdom. Yeah, it's, it's actually wise to pray and say, Lord, what's your will here?
0: Yeah, and then the other thing that we talked about is being persistent because the Satan does resist. He does cause resistance. To our prayers you know there's there's this whole spiritual world That's going right. on around us that we don't see and we might right. not even understand or know about so we Daniel know that chapter
1: 10 Daniel chapter 10 man Daniel mm. was praying in the lion's den and uh, an was, angel was released to come to him and the angel couldn't get to him get because to him. Satan was holding the angel up Michael the archangel had to come out of heaven this crazy story found in Daniel chapter 10 so there is resistance yes. so there is
0: resistance and you overcome that resistance with persistence right
1: but you know to go deeper
0: with this this episode that we're doing, um, if, if you are praying for something and it's, it's not getting answered and, and we're talking about, well, it could be because of a lack of faith for somebody. My question then would be, well, who has to have the faith for the prayer to get answered? Is it the one who's praying? The one who's, you know, maybe praying for the healing to happen? Is it the one who, and we're just specifically right now, I'm just talking about healing. Yeah. So is it the one who is, you know, wants to be healed? Does he have to pray for, for the healing to happen or i mean does he have to have the faith for the healing to happen right. um or you know is it is it a bystander is it somebody on the outside and i have a couple examples i'll throw a couple curveballs at you okay uh, of you know <laughs> some some texts here that we could find in the bible where i would look at that and i would wonder all right who had the faith here you know yeah. and there's different examples all mm-hmm. you know we see different times that
1: different people have the faith right um so yeah you know what i like about what you're asking me one is I think we should attack this question because, you know, uh, it is a touchy subject, but I think we should attack it just like we're in a court of law Okay. and we're going to, like, submit evidence and we'll let the evidence speak to bring truth because, you know, I've been in court trials as a crime scene detective, you know, first started out as a trooper, then worked my way into the crime scene unit, but as a crime scene detective, I'm collecting critical evidence at murder scenes and then... You know, you're put in what you know. What I would call the hot seat in a in a superior court in New Jersey, where they, you know, what they attack, they attack the evidence. Because if they can, if they can get that evidence unadmissible, you know, in a court of law, then you have nothing, right? You know, so the defense attorneys really attack the evidence and. uh all right. So I want to attack you then. Oh, so you're okay. in the hot seat. All right, All right. I'll so do my best. My first anybody example, listening, please start praying. now. Yeah.
0: Start praying right <laughs> now. My first example comes from Acts three. Acts three. Okay. And in Acts three, we have, what we see is, uh, the, there's a lame beggar and he's begging at the gate to the temple. Um, he can't walk. He's handicapped and you know what we would call handicapped in today's day and age. And he's just, he's begging for, for money from anybody that goes in. Right. Um, so what we're seeing here is Peter and John are, are about to enter um into the temple mm. and he he doesn't know what's going on, this beggar. He's just looking up at them as they're about to enter in and he's he's asking for money from them. And they look down at him and they say, You know, we don't have money, but what we have is is greater than money, you know, it's greater than gold. And then um they tell him, Rise up and walk. So they they lift him up, grab him by the hands, lift that dude up, and he's walking, man. And nice. he's and he realizes what had happened at that point, and he's you know he goes off praise and yeah, and uh, it's pretty cool. But what I would what I would ask here, mm. I guess my question when I read this passage is obviously Peter and John had the faith, you know. At this point, you know the the Holy Spirits come upon them. They're different people. They're right. they're healing people. Right. They've got faith now to heal and to do you know to do right. miracles in Jesus' name. Right. So obviously. They have faith, but this guy who's begging, you know, how do how do we know what what's going on in his heart? He we don't necessarily know anything about him. He just seems kind of like an unsuspecting, you know, unsuspecting dude yeah. in the Bible. It's like what's going on here? I'm yeah. asking
1: you for silver and gold, or not silver and gold, alms, what alms, it was, right? yeah, yeah, money basically. Yeah, and uh, he's crippled, right? And these guys are basically saying, hey, I don't, I don't have money, you know, silver and gold, I don't, but Jesus Christ, I do. Rise up and walk, right. Yeah, and he and he rose up and walk is the key, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So I actually like it It says that they uh, and he took him by the right hand and raised him up. So he actually grabbed him and yeah. he, like pulled. He was like, "Get up, dude!" Right? And like and pulls this guy to his feet. You know, so like, what's going through this guy's mind
1: yeah. at this point? Yeah, that's, hey, man, I mean, if you're going to throw anything at me, you know, to try to, you know, if we're in a court of law, you start out with a good one. (laughs) That's like an uppercut that you just gave to me.
0: Yeah, man, because it goes right along with that example that you were saying about Jesus going to his hometown. They didn't have the faith. You're looking at the Son of God who can he he can heal, man. He's healing everybody. You're looking at the Son of God. And he's saying it's because of
1: their faith. Yeah, Matthew thirteen fifty eight. Yeah, it's uh, because the, due to their unbelief, he couldn't perform miracles. It's Right in the Bible, you can't take it out. It's in there. Uh, yeah. So this gentleman here, you're saying got healed, which he did. I'm looking at the at the verse along with you, and but it doesn't say he believed, and it doesn't say he didn't believe. It just said that you know they said rise up and walk, which we know they believed because they walked with Jesus and they saw all the amazing things and they had faith in that name the name of jesus christ so I, I i don't see enough biblical evidence in this verse to say he believed he didn't believe i mean it is it, it, you would assume right that he didn't know what was going on and that he just got healed right you know bam he was in like the the in the path of yeah. two guys that walked Un- with an jesus
0: unsuspecting character in the Bible. right
1: you know it's almost like you know maybe if you'd have said i don't want to be healed i like laying here yeah asking for i money. make money yeah yeah don't heal me you know, so but he didn't say that either. Nah. You know, I'm just We're uh, putting words in his words, mouth. <laughs> yeah. But I would go to some more verses. I would I would let's submit some more evidence All right, to this it. court of law and, and let's go to Acts fourteen nine, where uh Paul the apostle Paul is speaking at a place, right? And there sat a man who was lame. Here we go, another lame lame person. He had been that way from birth and he never walked. Wow. Um and then verse 14, 9 of Acts, the book of Acts, it says the same guy who never walked from birth, he listened to Paul as he was speaking. Now listen to this. Paul looked directly. I love when the Bible's like so clear. He looked directly at him. Talking about he looked directly at the crippled man, right? Saul, what does it say he saw? That Paul saw. It says that he saw he had faith, to, to be, be healed. Well, so Paul's yeah. preaching at a place. He sees a, a, a crippled man who the Bible says he's been crippled since birth. The Bible then says that Paul looks at the same man. And what does Paul see? He sees that this man has faith to be healed, right? And called out, stand up on your feet. At that, the man jumped up and began to walk. Now, that other that other example that we use, you know, with the guy begging, it doesn't... It's not that much detail in that, and this one has more detail, right. more what I would call biblical evidence, you know? So here we see a man who had faith to be healed. Paul said, rise up and walk, and, or stand up and walk, and he jumped up, the Bible says, and he was healed. But it's funny because Paul says he looked in the audience, and it just struck Paul that, hey, this, dude, this dude's believing. You know, yeah. this guy's got faith to be healed. I wonder if heaven looks down upon us and says, Hey, look at that. TJ has faith right now for whatever it is. Maybe not even to be healed, but faith that he's going to find. Matter of fact, before you just started to show, you told me about an answer to prayer. You just received. Oh my
0: gosh. I totally forgot about this. So <laughs> we, we went, uh, out to dinner the other night. So my wife, Sarah and I, and, um, I had a, a job to do up in like the Mount Laurel, Evesham township area. And, um, I was just covering an event up there and we were hungry. So we decided to stop at like a little shopping center on the way home. And it's all like, it's kind of ritzy up there. Um, There's, you know. Kind of a wealthy area. Yeah, wealthy area, nice stores, nice places to eat. and uh, Very crowded. Very, very crowded, man. So And it's Christmas, you know. So we see this place, like uh, we were actually at Trader Joe's because my wife loves Trader Joe's. So we were shopping and I'm looking up, you know, places in the area to eat. And I found this place, like we were both kind of craving burgers. So, but like good burgers, you know, not just like burger king right like right he's like we wanted like a, a good burger so so yeah we stopped at this place and man there is not a parking spot to be seen and we're driving around driving around driving around and like nothing like absolutely no parking spots and we're getting far and i'm like i looked at sarah and i'm like man should we pray for a parking spot
1: Oh, that's, that's good, man. I love it. And I love how you just were like so humble like that. Hey, should we pray? Yeah. Cause you yeah. know what?
0: Like, like listening to your story so many times about and reading it about praying for a parking spot. It's like, in my mind, it's like, oh, that's something Chris Einwechter does. Like, I don't pray for parking spots, you know, like, but you've had such an effect on me to start praying about everything oh, and well, to like you. practice that, that it, it popped into my head. And, and yeah, man, I, I, I don't know why I didn't just say, all right, we're praying for a parking spot. But I just thought, I, you know, I asked Sarah and she was like, yeah, okay, let's pray for a parking spot. So I just threw one up. I was like, all right, God, like we could really use a parking spot. Wow. And uh, so I was like, yeah, if you could make that happen, that would be awesome. So we do one more loop and we see this lady getting in her car. And she took like five minutes to get out. She was taking her sweet, sweet time. But it was well worth the wait, man, because there was nothing.
1: And so out of nothing... Yeah. You got something. We got something, And I, man. something was a parking spot. Yeah. I love it because it just, it brings God out of this amazing God that he is to, like, more intimate, more of a father. Yeah. You know, you need a parking spot, son. Uh, I, I got plenty of them. And, uh, you know, he, he he's so powerful, he can move on somebody's heart and say, hey, you got to leave now. Right. You know, the heart of a king, it says, Proverbs twenty-one-one is in the heart of a uh, is in the hand of the Lord. He can turn anybody's heart any way he wants. That's why prayer is so critical and so important. But, man, that's awesome. I'm glad you shared that, and I'm encouraged. Yeah, man. So. And you
0: know what it did, too? And we talked about this, the very first episode we did, like, right after that happened, like, it caused me to be thankful for that parking mm. spot and rather that, than to just be like, yeah, we got one. Like, right. I was like, man, thank you, Jesus. Like, oh, we got a parking man. spot. that's what
1: I try to explain to the folks. Yeah, that is what we talked about. On the, I'm always saying... Answers to prayer and an active prayer lifestyle, you know, a life that prays about everything is going to be a thankful life. Yeah. You know, they're always going to, you know, I mean, they're going to have their challenges. Everybody has their challenges. Right. We all have people that are suffering in our lives, you know, and things that are going on. But listen, if you want to become a more thankful person, a more powerful person, man, develop that lifestyle that prays like everything like you guys just did the other night in Mount Laurel. It's powerful. And, and yeah, because when you get an answer to prayer, you know it was nothing but God and you have nobody to thank but God. And it's just, I love it. Yeah, definitely,
0: man. So jumping back into our topic for the day of faith and having faith to pray, I'm going to throw out you. So, all right. So you went Jesus, example of Jesus. I went apostle. Then you went apostle. Right. So I'm going to throw Jesus back in there. Okay. All right. So I'm going to pull up John 11. John 11. 38 to 44. Oh, man. And this is the story of Lazarus. Oh, wow. So, and here's, and here's the kicker. So we all know the story of Lazarus. Lazarus was, he died. Not only did he die, but once Jesus found out, Jesus didn't go and get to him right away. Jesus, like, stayed where he was, and he mourned. Right. And he, you know, and he yeah, cried. on purpose, right? Yeah, on purpose, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's a crazy story, because um, you would think if this was any of us, as soon as we hear of a friend, because oh, yeah. Jesus you, and Lazarus were close. You're buying plane tickets. You're yeah, you're gone. buying plane tickets, and you're out, man. So Jesus took his time, which is, which is interesting. But that, that actually leads to my point, because... Jesus gets there, um, and he goes to see, see the sister, who's Martha, and he says to Martha, take away the stone, because right. he, you know, he, he knows what he's going to do. He's going to heal him. And Martha, she doesn't have any faith, man. Right. What does she say? She says, dude, there's going to be a stench coming out of there if we take mm. away that stone. Right. So I just find it interesting because you've got Lazarus, who's dead, so right. he can't have faith. Right. You've got Martha. Who doesn't have any faith? Because she's talking about a stench. Right. You know, if she had faith, she would be like right up in there, man. Yeah, like she'd say, "Oh, Jesus away. said
1: move the stone, let me move it."
0: Right. But she, she's, she's like not believing. Right. That, that you know, or I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the, uh, the motive behind that would be. But regardless of her lack of faith, regardless of Lazarus being dead, we all know what happens yeah. next in the story.
1: Jesus tells him to come out. Yeah. And before that, though, he did tell her. Uh, I don't have it before me, but you have it before you? Have? I have it before me, yes. I think. He did Correct say, me if I'm wrong. No. Did I not tell you if you believe, you will see the glory of God? Okay, I was leaving that part out. <laughs> <laughs> so he threw the word in there. Did I not tell you if you believe, you would see the glory of God. Uh, and then, of course, he called Lazarus, you know, yeah, from he the Yeah, called dead Lazarus out. And, and Lazarus came forth. So, yeah, uh, that's a good one. You know, do, did Martha... And Mary, his other sister, believe or not believe. I'm not sure, um, but I know he did say that. If you you know, did I not tell you? He must have had another conversation with her. We're talking. We're looking at this like detectives, right? Right. He must have had another conversation with her somewhere along the line and said believe because he said Jesus doesn't lie, right? Yeah. He said, "Did I not tell you? If you believe, you would see the glory of God." And then the stone got moved, and then he removed him. So. Me being the detective that I was, I'm thinking, okay, I didn't see that conversation, but that conversation had to exist. They must have talked about faith and belief somewhere. What's interesting though is because
0: they did, and and but that means she still didn't believe, right? You know, she still struggled with her lack of faith. Yeah, but you're right. I you know, and I I I missed that
1: part. Well, <laughs> I just you know, I just, I'm, see, I'm thinking like in my head, like yeah, how am no, I going to? And I, I love what you're doing, him. right? Yeah. yeah, and it and it. And you know, I don't have all the answers. Obviously, we're just looking to the text, you know, the biblical text. I do know this though, in Matthew chapter nine, I'll come one back at you. There was two blind men that asked Jesus to be healed. Now this really uh strikes me because if you read it starting in, uh verse twenty-seven of Matthew chapter nine, it says As Jesus passed on from there, two blind men followed him, crying out loud, Have mercy on us, son of David. Verse 28, when he entered the house, the blind men came to him, and Jesus said to them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? So like we talked earlier before the show, if you would have said to me, TJ, hey, Chris, I'm sick, you know, I'm not going to stop and say, do you believe, or it's not my habit anyway to stop and say, TJ, do you believe that Jesus can do this? Because obviously I have nothing to do with it. But no, I would say, oh, man, Lord, please heal my brother, TJ you know, or whatever it is that you're walking through. But Jesus said, do you believe? Before I lay my hands on you, before you're healed of your blindness, that you're probably blind from birth maybe, do you believe? And the blind men responded, yes, Lord. They said, we do believe. Verse 29, then he touched their eyes saying, and this is, this is awesome, according to your faith, it'll be done to you. Wow. Wow. Really? I mean, I'm not saying we've sealed the deal here. I'm not saying that the case is over. I'm not saying that, what do people say in a court of law? I rest my case. Yeah, rest my case. Yeah, But I'm you're not, pretty close to that. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying Jesus, the Christ, the son of the living God, has two blind men. What 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 is more to the story is this. The Bible says that Jesus is full of compassion, okay? You cannot get any more full of compassion than God. God is a compassion, right? Uh, I don't. I was going to say person, but you know, he's deity. He's God, but he's full of compassion. He's full of mercy. He's full of forgiveness. Do you think if you were full of compassion, TJ, and you knew somebody that could restore somebody's blindness, and somebody came to you and said, "TJ, would you please help me to receive my sight?" You would do it. You know why? And you're not even close to being as compassionate as God, right? So he's full of compassion, but he stops and says, "Do you believe I'm doing this?" How hard must it be for Jesus Christ? not to heal somebody for whatever restriction right because of his compassion you know why i can see jesus maybe or somebody else letting their compassion override everything you know overriding this rule of faith right because they're so compassionate but that's not what he does here he says do you believe i can do this they say yes lord he touched her eyes he said according to your faith be it done to you hmm. Or in other words, let it be done to you according to your faith. What did he say to the woman with the issue of blood? Daughter, your faith has healed you. And, and you know, unless you got another one, I got one more. No, I
0: know you got <laughs> one more. And I'm, I'm out, man. I think I put up a
1: valiant effort, though. You did, man. And, and uh, you did a great job. And you stumped me. But the one that I want to share is... Uh, Mark chapter 9 and it's a story about a dad that brings a demon-possessed son to the disciples not to Jesus but the disciples Hmm. and the Bible goes on to teach us that the disciples could not cast this demonic force out of this son so Jesus is walking up and he sees a commotion the Bible says in Mark chapter 9 and he basically says what's going on here and the dad immediately approaches him and said, I brought my son to your disciples. He's demon-possessed. The demon is trying to kill him. It often throws him into the fire and the water. If you can do anything, please help us. Now here, this is amazing. You know what Jesus said? If I can do anything, in the Bible it says, question mark, meaning if I can do anything, he turns around and he says, Mark nine twenty three. if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. All things are possible to him who believes. And I'm ashamed to tell you how many times my personal faith has not believed, Mm. you know, in prayer. I mean, I talk about prayer. I try to live a lifestyle of prayer. I wrote a book on prayer. Uh, Do I always believe? No, I don't always believe. But I try. What did this dad do? He said, Lord, I do believe. Help my unbelief. And then Jesus cast the demon out. Now, with that one... I'm gonna say, you know, I rest my case for now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but I know it is a touchy subject. I know, also the biblical truth. The fact of the matter is this: faith has. I don't, you know, I don't know want to say everything to do with answer to prayer, but it has a lot to do with answer to prayer. You gotta believe, and there's so much biblical evidence of that. And we could go on and talk about it. This guy was a centurion, basically like a police officer, an army, a marine, who came to Jesus, and said. My servant lies at home sick. And Jesus was like, oh, let's go heal him. And he's like, oh, Lord, I'm not even worthy, first of all, to have you under my roof. Second of all, I'm a man under authority, and I have men under my authority. You just speak the word, and my servant will be healed. You know what the Bible says happened? The Bible says that Jesus was astonished, meaning he was blown away by this man's faith. And Jesus went on to say, I have not found faith in all of Israel. Like this man, yeah, I love that go, and uh I th- I don't know if he's sick because again we're we're paraphrasing, but basically his servant, the Bible says, was healed at that very hour, you know, but he but he but he blew he blew Jesus away by his faith hebrews eleven six impossible to please God without faith and and the only thing that I would like to wrap up with is you know, if you don't have great faith, that's okay, you know, because God will work with you, God worked with the dad who said. Uh, help my unbelief. You know, faith is a process. Faith is development. Faith is like a muscle. It takes work. It takes wisdom. It takes prayer. It takes knowledge. You know, it takes practice, this live this life of prayer. Faith doesn't come easy sometimes, you know, but God does honor our faith. And, you know, if we work with it and we pray about it and we ask God to teach us, we ask God to develop us, He will. You know, He's not going to kick us to the curb. He's going to work with our faith, you know, because He 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 wants our faith, so... I hope that helps everybody that's listening out there today.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, it definitely helped me, Chris, and I'm, I'm always playing. As somebody who is not educated in Bible theology, you know, um, I'm always looking at things the way that I kind of brought them to you today. I like, love it. I, I love the way you look at things. I see it in, in just playing, and I look at that guy, that beggar, and I'm thinking, that, you know, like, this guy didn't have any clue what was going on. But just hearing you bring up way more examples than me, and I think you you kind of you got me. With a with a couple of the, your rebuttals back to me, but I think the question still remains and who is it that has to have faith in in a prayer situation is it so let's say if I was praying is it me the person who who is praying for another person do I have to have faith or is it the person that's being prayed for that has to have faith um, and I always I always go to that like healing thing you know like if we're talking about you know somebody needs physical healing um, who who is it that needs to have the faith that they can be healed um, so yeah, so what what would you say?
1: Well, I would say, you know, based on everything we looked at, it would have to be both people, you know. But but then there's the occasion where we're praying for somebody they don't even know we're praying for them. Like somebody in the hospital, me and you just prayed for somebody actually. Right. Uh, just a bit ago for, actually prayed for a few people that, are, that we know of that are in need of prayer.
0: And I actually thought to myself, how are they supposed to have faith if they don't even know we're praying for them?
1: Right, exactly. So, but I don't know if, if we're talking about their faith as they're in that situation, are they believing in the totality of, you know, what, what they want God to do? What are you asking God for? Right. Jesus approached a blind man, or the blind man rather approached Jesus, and he said, what do you want me to do for you? And then they said, Lord, that we may receive our sight. And, he, and then he said again, so he asked them two questions. What do you want me to do for you? They told him. The second thing was, do you believe I can do this? You know, so we could be, I don't know, could we be praying for somebody who has no faith? You know, and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know all the answers, obviously. You know what I mean? Only God does. But I know prayer works. I know prayer is powerful. Amen. And prayer definitely gets things done. And I know faith is important. But I would say, to quickly summarize this, is that I would say both would would believe. Because, look, if, if you're praying for somebody and you don't believe, right, then I think the Scripture goes into action, whatever it is. You know what I mean? When it talks about unbelieving and unbelief and doubt and i think that could go to both people but all that said i think we can always fall back on the old simplistic what would jesus do right the old wwjd that's it you know and and here in the scriptures jesus would you know say your faith has made you well you know and uh you know all these other circumstances the one where jairus's daughter where he said don't be afraid only believe so i would say that you know, it's both, it's faith that moves the heart of God, you know, the centurion moved the heart of Jesus Christ, in the fact that he, the Bible says he was astonished, so I would say that you have to believe.
0: Right, because even in that example of the centurion, it's his servant who is sick, or who is ill, Mm. and Great point. He, his servant might not even know you what's know, going on. Yeah, what's happening. Where did, you know?
1: where, yeah, he might have thought he went down the street to go to the bank. Right. Here he goes to Jesus Christ, yeah. you know, and he's asking for him to be healed. That's true. You know, how many, how many times have people prayed for me that I don't even know they're praying for me? Right. And that's their faith in God that they're dealing with at that moment because I have no clue that they're even praying for me. Mm. You know, so that's a great point.
0: Fred, I could tell you so many stories about in my life, just like we're looking back, I know that like, God had me in his hand Mm. and it was because people were praying for me. And behind the scenes, I didn't know that anybody was praying for me, you know, like, but, but years later looking back and people saying, I prayed for you during that time. Right. And it it just all comes together in my head. Like it's so apparent and real that God was present in my life, even though I didn't know. Right. And and there's people behind the scenes praying for me.
1: That's so good, man. That's so good. And so, yeah, I mean, would you agree that I think after going through this, Broadcast and researching like we did, I think it's the person that is actually praying, yeah, you know, and asking.
0: Yeah, I I think so. I think it's it's the person who's asking because, like we said in the beginning of the broadcast, if you're praying without faith, it, what are you really doing? You're just throwing up words, right? You know, and it it's really meaningless. So, it faith comes. Yeah, it ha it has to be the person it's who's in praying. A, in my head, yeah, it's a critical
1: component. Yeah, you know, I, of prayer.
0: I mean, I don't know how long we want to go either, but I could even take it a step further. And I could say, think about the people that you know in your life. Think about you before you were a believer, right? Mm -hmm. Did you have people praying for you to become a believer? I did. I know I did. I did. So we could take it a step further. Like, at that point in your life, you could say you had no faith. But yet, behind the scenes again, Mm -hmm. there's people praying for you to get saved.
1: And there's another, I mean, it just keeps going. There's another uh, occasion in the Bible where the friends bought a paralegic. They ripped open the roof. They lowered this guy in there, right? and it was their faith that got God's attention. You know, everything is done by faith, and and, uh, it's all by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Things are done, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Good stuff, man. Yeah,
0: man, and we sit here, and we definitely do not have the answers, as you can tell, right? No, there's questions
1: that you're asking me that people may think on the other end, listening, oh, Chris already knows, you know, yeah, I knew the Acts 3, we talked about it a little bit but i know all those other ones you know that's what i like about this it's pretty cool yeah so
0: you know we what we would say to our listeners out there is have faith but also get into the word man because faith comes by what right hearing and hearing the word of god amen Romans so 10, 17. yeah so get into the word figure it out for yourself god that's will help you every say. step of the way exactly
1: yeah and i know one thing as we get ready to close god does not want you worrying about anything the name of the broadcast is the Worry Less, Pray More uh, radio show. And that's God's desire for each one of us not to worry, but to pray and depend and rely on God for everything. I don't care what it is. I, TJ told you about the parking spot in Mount Laurel the other night that he relied on God for, and God showed up for him, him and his wife. So don't worry about anything, Philippians 4, 6, but pray about everything. And God bless you as you do it.
0: This has been the Worry Less, Pray More show. We want to thank you for listening today. If you'd like any more information on anything Chris is doing, you can visit worrylesspraymore.com or you can download the Worry Less, Pray More app available in the App Store and Google Play. Also, be sure to get a copy of Chris's book or download a free ebook from the website. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week.